Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. So we'll be exploring a bit enlightenment. It was kind of tricky getting my thoughts together as the giant game was going on. You know, here I am, and the irony was, you know, was not lost on me. Here I am kind of like watching the giants and every now and then writing a few thoughts about enlightenment, you know, as if this is just something off the top of my head that I can, uh, you know, skim on lightly. But I think tonight, mainly what we're going to do, I'm going to say just a few words, but then I would like us uh, to explore um, together with each other just what this word means to us. <clears throat> it's a great cover, by the way, if you, if you haven't seen it. It's this kind of like uh, whirling dervish who's looks like he or she is jumping off a cliff, you know, completely letting go. <clears throat> it's such a powerful word, enlightenment. And as I, as I talk a little bit about it and you explore it, uh, just notice what your internal experience is. What's your relationship to that word? I've had many different responses and relationship to this word enlightenment over the course of all the years I've been practicing. Sometimes it's been incredibly inspiring. Sometimes it's been kind of confusing. Sometimes it's been intimidating or daunting. Like, what do I know about that? And then other times it's been, oh, of course. It's so... Through one perspective, it can seem so remote, and through another, it's right here, right now. So if you find yourself confused or inspired or intimidated or whatever you're feeling, um, just let it be part of your process in, your, in this exploration it's been interesting, you know. I just uh, just saw the the issue yesterday for the first time and started reading a little bit about it. A uh, little of the articles. There's really fabulous articles in here, uh, but from the um, from the introduction, this is a an issue that uh, the guest editor was uh, Sandy Boucher, who's a really wonderful teacher and writer. And she gave a little bit of, a, of an introduction. And she, uh, 
I want to share this part of it. When asked to contribute her thoughts to this issue, the venerable Ani Tenzin Palmo, who is this uh, woman who wrote uh, Cave in the Snow, she, spelt, she spent 12 years in a cave in, um, in Tibet, uh, practicing very intensively and deeply in this very wise, powerful presence. When asked, so she was asked, they asked a whole lot of people to contribute to this as uh, stuff by Pema Chodron, stuff by Adi Ashanti, and Jack has a great article, and lots of other people. So she was asked, would you write something for this issue about enlightenment? And this is what she said. Enlightenment is, of course, an intriguing subject about pro- which probably most, if not all, of your contributors will wax eloquent while actually knowing nothing or little from direct experience. Rather like the discussions on the nature of God among theologians, or a deaf person discussing Mozart. So I also would have nothing useful to contribute to a fairly futile, though fascinating, topic. And uh, Sandy Boucher almost uh, was going to entitle this issue, Deaf Persons Discussing Mozart. And then when you uh, read some of the responses from these revered, deeply wise teachers, you see such a variety of perspectives that It's a kind of relief if you think to yourself, I don't know, because you kind of get that that's an okay answer with some of these. This is what Pema Chodron says. She starts out, probably, she says, this is the question, what is it? What is enlightenment? Probably, she starts out, probably, Being awake means that your mind and your heart are completely open. I don't think it means you no longer have emotions or moods. Then she later goes on. I'll bet there are degrees and degrees of it too. I think the only problem is that people idealize. They have this ideal that you're supposed to measure up to, but it doesn't seem to have anything to do with measuring up to anything other than other. Sorry, it doesn't seem to be having anything to do with measure up to anything that other people want from you, etc., etc. <clears throat> Sometimes I've used, my, personally, I've used other words than enlightenment, you know, the big E. Sometimes that be this thought that maybe if you really got it, right, that be like this secret club that, with an E that you could that you know you were branded with, and so the word enlightenment. Um, sometimes I've substitute. Often I substitute awakening, just being awake, or um, freedom. More a kind of. Um, Freedom from greed, hatred, and delusion. That's one of the, the classical definitions. A mind free of greed, hatred, and delusion. 
or mind that's free of clinging. The word nibbana or nirvana, I'm sure you're familiar with that word, is a word that literally means the putting out the fire. Nibbana means kind of cooling out. And it is the extinguishing the fire of clinging or of craving. So that's another definition. But just as, as far as what that is, is it an experience? Is it a state? Is it a perspective? Is it something that is irreversible? Or is it something that one opens up to from time to time? This different people have different takes on. Different wise beings have different takes on. <clears throat> and uh, Jack has a, a beautiful article uh, he calls, which he entitles, Enlightenments. And if you go, I think if you go on Dharma Seed, uh, dharmaseed.org, which has lots of uh, Dharma talks, thousands of Dharma talks, if you, uh, you could probably search for enlighten, Enlightenments with an S, because it's one of his favorite talks. And as he points out, there are uh, many different um, takes and manifestations and ways that different traditions and different uh, teachers speak about this word. It's kind of like you know, there's not one way that uh, different religions speak about God. And in the classical religions, you know, we have all these fights among religions that are basically saying, uh, when there's a fight anyway, my version of God is better than your version of God. But it's just the human mind trying to define the unnameable. And yet there's all of these stances that say this is the real way. When really it's pointing to something beyond words. Some approaches, at least in Buddhist practice, to enlightenment, have to do with um, very um, diligent, meditative, freeing the mind through formal practice. If you go to Burma and sit in the tradition of Mahasi Sayadaw, which is one of the main techniques that um, is taught at Spirit Rock, where you're doing mental noting in every moment. And so you're noticing, noting in, out, hearing, sensation, and you're the walking, lifting, moving, placing. There is a, a naming your experience in moment after moment, and over a period of time, there's a kind of momentum of mindfulness that builds up. 
which also develops concentration, out of which there is this opening to uh, a state or an experience where there's a stopping of the mind, what's sometimes called cessation. And it's said that that stopping, one goes beyond conditioned reality and touches the unconditioned, which is another way of saying, in some presentations, nibbana. And that there can be an, uh, a profound shift of perspective having touched the unconditioned. And that this experience in meditative practice, which is, which is a real experience, um, is how they define uh, an enlightenment experience. Then there's a whole other approach that's not about what happens on the cushion, that's not about developing a high degree of concentration and diligently noting every single moment, but that is more about a mind that can let go in any surroundings. And that is not about moving through a profound state of consciousness that transforms, but rather in any moment, in every moment, that the mind is not lost in clinging or aversion, that there, that is a moment of freedom and that um, that is much more available than we think. Ajahn Buddhadasa, I've mentioned it here a number of times, has this beautiful treatise, Nibbana for Everyone, that you can go online and, and read, uh, talking about how this experience of freedom is available to all of us, and we experience it from time to time. We just usually miss it and that there can be a kind of developing over time where you become familiar with that perspective that the mind is not caught in any kind of grasping or pushing away. And over time, there's a kind of purification that can happen, bringing it into your, uh, your actual life activities that can affect a shift of identity and it's the shift of identity that really is defining freedom, where you don't take who you usually think you are to be who you really are, where instead of it being James going through life, it's just more life expressing itself as James, and to the extent that one sees through that identity and sees you, what you are is just this process of life and there is an awareness that sees that, that you can't point to anywhere and saying, this is who I am, but rather seeing yourself as a mind-body process and really losing that, that identity either at times or 
uh, or in a profound shift that, that stays with you, that is what freedom is about. So there's lots of different ways to approach this. What I'd like to do is um, <clears throat> ask you to reflect for a few moments. This might be the first time you've ever walked into this place or have never thought about enlightenment, enlightenment before. So uh, as I hope you're getting, there's, this is not a quiz, and you're not, you're not going to be asked, you know, did you get it right or not? But I do, even if this is new to you, you've heard the word enlightenment before, and I'd like us all to just reflect for, for a little while what that word means to us, and then uh, talk amongst ourselves, and then we'll come back and have a little bit, bit of a conversation. So I'd like you to close your eyes for a moment just to reflect on this. And as you do, First, what does the word enlightenment mean to you? It might not mean anything to you. That's fine. Just what, is, what does that word mean? How do you understand it? Or not understand it? Just what are your thoughts about it? Is it a word that inspires you or confuses you? And if you were just to speculate just what comes to you, what's your sense of what enlightenment is? And finally, how does it inform your spiritual practice? Or does it inform your practice? That is, is it something that's important to you as you put in your time, as you try to become as conscious as possible? So I'll just repeat these again. Don't worry about remembering all of them. This is just to start a conversation. What does the word enlightenment mean to you? How do you understand it? And is it inspiring or confusing? And how does it inform your practice? Does it or does it not at all? Okay, so now what um, I'd like you to do is to um, form groups of three or four and uh, just um, <clears throat> hear each other's thoughts on, on this and then we're going to 
come back, we can have maybe about 15 minutes or so to uh, just share your, your thoughts or hear others' thoughts on this subject. <clears throat> so please, you can look around for people near you.
Okay, just another minute or so, and we'll come back. Finish up, you can thank your partners. Well, there was lively conversation. I'm glad you had something to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, let's just uh, explore as a group anything that might have come up for you, any um, insights, reflections, questions. Uh, not that I have answers, but uh, just to see what, what it stirs up. Anything? came up from that. Here, wait, hold on a second, just, it's on. I was just saying that it was a surprisingly easy topic to talk about. I didn't expect that. Um, and I think it's because I could just sort of feel the energy of, of this, um, this idea about if we can be free from, you know, the suffering and the greed and the hatred and the delusion, which, of course, I'm walking around with most of the time, um, that this natural state just can appear, and the way I was putting it was just, just as we were talking in our group, it was just this being open and being um, aware and um, not pushing anything away and not grasping at anything, and then this, this sense of love that sort of occurs as a byproduct of that, mm -hmm. um, it arises. Mm -hmm. Right, so it's... For you, it's kind of just removing the obscurations to what's already there and shining through and expressing, which can be expressed as love as well. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of obscurations. 
So what, what was that? There's a lot of obscuration. Uh -huh. I have to say it's not like it. questions that came up for us was where did the word enlightenment come from what is the origin of that word is it in the Pali canon because the one story I can remember having heard is where the Buddha's walking along and he encounters someone and I guess of course he had this tremendous presence and this person asked him what are you a holy man no are you this or that and finally he said well what are you and he said I am awake and like you were talking about, so where does, I don't, and I don't know if the issue addresses it or not, where did this word come from? Mm, mm. How did it get inserted into uh, the practice? That's a really good question. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, the word Buddha means one who is mm -hmm. awake, mm -hmm. and he talked about awakening. I don't know. I, I'm going to find out. Because it's, like we were saying, and what you were saying, when you talk about awakening, it seems more like a process. Mm -hmm. Enlightenment, yeah, and I, it just seems like an end goal, you know, and then that brings up all sorts of problems. Mm -hmm. You know, then you, you, you're going after something that you don't think you already have. You're going to get something that you don't already have, and of course, uh, as we've learned, you know, it's we all have it. It's just like you were saying, is getting rid of the obscurations. But the, we all possess it, the Buddha mm -hmm. nature or whatever you want to call it. So it, it's a lot of, for me, it's been a lot of finding out what it's not. You know, like, okay, it's not a goal. It's, you know, it's not this, it's not that. So it's kind of like letting go of all the stuff and just after a while letting go of the term and just mm -hmm. doing your practice. Mm -hmm. So and And the when you're saying defining it by what it's not is actually what the Buddha uh, would do as well. He didn't say this is it. He talked about the unconditioned, the unborn, the uncreated, the unfabricated. And he'd say, it's not this, it's not this, it's not this. Mm -hmm. What you have left is it. But he actually didn't want to reify it as something. And so he would talk about what it's not. Yeah. The, um, after the Buddha, after the, the Buddha's formal teachings, sometime a few centuries after came the Abhidhamma, which is the Buddhist psychology and seeing how it all works and um, different stages of enlightenment and things like that. So my, my suspicion is that's where, when the word was actually introduced. But I, I'm going to find out for next mm -hmm. week. I've never thought of that question. So thank you. Anything else? We just have a few minutes left. How many people are uh, inspired by the notion of enlightenment, the idea of enlightenment? Great. How many people are, you know, can't, don't relate 
to the word enlightenment or, for some, or have some kind of resistance to it. And that's just as fine. This is not, okay, that's fine. Like I say, I've had the whole gamut. So for me, uh, I would encourage you, whatever inspires you to practice, that's, that's the main thing. And if the word is motivating, great. If it's not, then just um, don't use it. For me, it's, it's as much kind of um, the idea of awakening is, is one where as long as I'm facing in the direction of greater understanding, greater purification, greater uh, opening of the heart, more freedom, uh, it's not so much will I get there if I look at that transcendent model, like I'm here and now and I need to get there. That's one way of, of looking at it, that there's a place that you're going to arrive at. And a whole other way of looking at it is it's already here. We just, like uh, Robert was saying, get, get confused or it, it's, it's obscured. And then in any moment, we can open up and see what's here all along. That's the, the imminent perspective. And one is just, can be just as inspiring as the other. So uh, no right or wrong in this, but uh, we'll explore it a little bit more next week. And uh, I do hope you get a chance to read um, the articles. Uh, Jack's article, um, the one that uh, is uh, a kind of round table with Pema Chodron and Surya Das and, and some others. Um, I would suggest Stephen Batchelor's article um, and uh, the scholars' articles, uh, Joanna Macy and Gil Fransdell. Uh, those, see if you can get to it, uh, at least those, and we can continue the discussion next time. So let's close with a short loving kindness and appreciate that you're interested enough to come to a Thursday group and take some time to be quiet and meet with others because uh, there's something that's calling you on, wanting to wake up. And as you appreciate that about yourself, or no self, just uh, send some kind thoughts to this being, this mind-body process. May I find happiness and peace inside. Or may I find and connect with the happiness and peace that is inside. May I Feel all the love that's inside and share it well. May I see through my confusions and fears and realize my true nature.
and then sending these thoughts to all beings, everyone here and in all directions. May all beings find happiness and peace. May all share their love well. May all wake up to their true nature. And may our coming here together be of benefit to ourselves, everyone in our lives, and all beings everywhere. May all beings be happy. great week. See you next week. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.